catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Wednesday morning, November 9th. I'm Elliot Trito, and this is The Point from WUFT News. As last night was election night, there was a lot of races to follow up with. WUFT's Julia Cooper speaks with UF professor Emeritus Kenneth Wald about what Alachua County election results mean for residents and future races. Unofficial results for Alachua County are nearly finalized now. They indicate that local seats are being swept up by Democrats. What about these results that we're seeing so far is interesting to you? Well, I think, as you said, what's interesting is uh, Alachua County is much more likely to support Democrats than Republicans. The one race that surprised me a bit was the contest for Gainesville mayor between Harvey Ward and Ed Bolarski. Most people had thought Bolarski was likely to win, and he was endorsed by the Republicans, although it's not clear he is a Republican. And I think what happened is that once people knew that, they basically treated it as a partisan race, and he got the Republican vote, which is smaller than the Democratic vote. And how does what's happening in Alachua County stack up to what we're seeing across the rest of the state? Well, Alachua County is one of the relatively few counties in Florida which is reliably Democratic in its election outcomes. It's similar to Leon County, Tallahassee, which is another university city, but it votes closer to Broward County than it does to some of the rural counties that surround it. Something that we see happening is that it looks to be that single-member districts are going to be instituted for county commission races now. Do you think that this could be one of the last elections where Democrats are so dominant during election night because of this? Well, so much is going to depend on who draws the districts and how they are drawn. It was an unusual kind of referendum to take place because typically referendum for county issues are put on the ballot by a petition drive, and there was an effort to do that, but it failed to get enough support. Then if it doesn't get on that way, oftentimes the local government, in this case the county commission, is asked to put it on the ballot, but they didn't want to do that. So this was unusual in that both our state legislative representatives went to Tallahassee and had the state of Florida put this on the ballot for Alachua County. You know, it's interesting because right now under the existing system, uh, any resident of Alachua County gets to vote for all five commissioners. As this thing goes into effect, everybody will now be able to vote for only one commissioner. So they'll lose about 80% of their representative quality. Is there anything else about what is happening locally that you think is significant tonight? The initial data I saw suggested that turnout among registered voters was over 50%. And again, that's very unusual in a midterm election. But we've had several elections in a row now where turnout has been very high because the difference between the parties has become much larger. The result is that there's more polarization and people are more likely to cast their ballots. And that may or may not be a good thing, but if it reflects polarization, then people might want to rethink whether that's such a happy outcome. That was WUFT's Julia Cooper, who spoke with UF professor Emeritus Kenneth Wald about local races and what they mean for the rest of the state. Now, let's catch you up with the latest news from around the state. 
Rivers, such as the Peace River, overflowed after Hurricane Ian and are expected to be impacted once again as Nicole approaches Florida. According to WUSF's Steve Newborn, a tropical storm watch is in effect for the greater Tampa Bay area as Nicole approaches. Places inundated by Hurricane Ian should be prepared for more heavy rainfall. Inland areas are expected to get as much as 6 inches of rain from Nicole. That could be a problem for people living along the Peace River, which overflowed its banks from Ian in Polk, Hardy, and DeSoto counties. Greater Tampa Bay area counties are within the, quote, cone of uncertainty, indicating that the region could be in the storm's path. The National Weather Service has issued tropical storm watches for Highlands, Polk, Hardy, DeSoto, and Sumter counties. Tropical Storm Nicole is expected to impact much of Florida as the massive system makes its way to landfall along the state's east coast. According to WTSP's Claire Farrow, with gas prices jumping quite a bit this week in Florida, due mostly to the state's month-long tax holiday ending on November 1st, you may wonder if filling up at the pump will get more expensive because of Nicole. Despite average prices jumping from $3.34 to $3.53 per gallon Tuesday morning, it's not directly tied to the storm, and any price hikes likely won't be because of Nicole, according to AAA. That's because Nicole isn't expected to impact refineries in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Texas. Governor Ron DeSantis declared a state of emergency for much of Florida, most at risk of seeing impacts from Tropical Storm Nicole this week. The emergency declaration issued by executive order is, quote, out of an abundance of caution to allow the state to better respond to storm responses and recovery, the governor said in a statement. Based on multiple weather forecasts calling for tropical storm force winds, Marion County Public Schools is canceling school Thursday and all extracurricular activities starting Wednesday afternoon except Marion after school programs. According to the Ocala Gazette, the decision comes as subtropical storm Nicole makes her way to Florida's east coast. The district plans to reopen all schools, departments, and district offices Friday on regular schedule, pending weather and safety inspections Thursday afternoon and evening. MCPS transports over 22,000 students each day on school buses that does not operate those buses when sustained winds exceed 35 miles per hour, as you're expected Thursday. The district does not anticipate schools being used as shelters. Any sheltering information from Marion County is available by calling the Citizens Information Hotline at 352-369-7500. Students will not have to make up the missed day due to the instructional time already in school schedules. Year-round MCPS employees will telework Thursdays, while other employees will make up the day later in their contract year. This decision also cancels MCPS's annual Veterans Day ceremony, initially scheduled for this Friday at 11 a.m., the event will not be rescheduled. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest photo stories into your inbox every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Elliot Trito, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Stay safe, everyone.